Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50% to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Kevin Owens has ended his friendship with Sami Zayn. He's done with him. He doesn't want to travel with him. Don't want to speak with him. Don't even want to see him be in the same room with him. No, he doesn't. And Sami said, that's fine, but there's also a part of me that feels like if you just pause and play every now and again, you can pinpoint the exact moment that his heart rips in half. I don't know that you can trust that. Well, let's talk about it a little bit more. I am Luke Owen, D-A-D. I'm joined by the Professor Dan Layton. Welcome to the WrestleTalk Podcast Raw Review. Click the little thumbs up button. Um, why don't you press the, yeah, press the thumbs up, press subscribe. Subscribe to this channel, why not? We're nearing, actually, our 70,000 marker. Huge. And we have got some very exciting plans coming up for the, the festive period. Is, is the festive period when we hit 70,000? Uh, well, I don't think it will be. I, I, my, Festive period is all, all, my, all year round. My prediction based on the current trends of things will be sort of March, April next year by the time we actually get to the 70,000. So that will be a festive period. Well, but we have got plans for the festive for this period. Festive for this period. festive period. Gotcha. We have got some special things that we're working on at the moment. We'll have more details on that very, very soon. Lovely. Um, and also, while you're in the mood for clicking links, why not check out this episode's sponsor, Incogni? Huge. Because you need to protect your data. Because, Dan, so... Here's a fun little story for you. Okay. And when I say fun little story, it's a terrifying story. Oh, no. Terrifying is a strong word. Okay. But basically, there are companies out there that are buying up data that involves you. That would be things like your name, your date of birth, where you live, your contact number, your gender, uh, your loads of different things about you. Don't like that. And what they then do is they sell that on to other companies. And then those companies sell it on to other companies. This and the other. It becomes this cycle of people just owning things about you. But you have the legal right to have those removed from those databases, your data removed from those databases. But to do that is a lot of work. Effort. And that's where Incogni comes in. Incogni is a company that will go through to all of those companies and just remove them for you. You get a little weekly update to be like, we have found this, we found this, we found this. You have been removed from these databases. We're currently working on these ones. It's a fabulous little service. Uh, and we've got a special offer for you. If you click the link in the video description down below, the first 100 people 
to use our link will get a discount at checkout. Details, well, details of which are in the link in the video description down below. I love a discount at checkout. Oh, me too. Uh, and as some people are saying in the chat, make sure you do give this video a little thumbs up. Yeah, little thumbs up. Help us with that little algorithm. Go on. Don't even know if that YouTube checks the thumbs up anymore, but... But it's fun to but, do. But it's, it, it's, oh! Isn't it fun to click a button sometimes? Love it. Yeah, and it, and it lights up. Have a go. Do you know what I love? This bloodline storyline. Okay, well, well segued. Thank very you strong. very much. Yeah. Uh, that is because I am the jam that champion. Oh, absolutely. And I know how to segue. Uh, this, in particular, in the show, like once the show opened with the bloodline backstage, mm. Sami Zayn, the Usos, and Solo Sokoa almost like kick my legs back, put my hands up behind my head, being like, well, at least I'm going to get a great Bloodline segment on this show. Because I, uh, after watching Survivor Series, which I thought, by the way, was a, a good bookend and an interesting middle, um, I thought, uh, I was like, I hope we get a little recap so at the very least we can make mention of the Bloodline storyline from SummerSlam be Survivor Survivor Series. because, two S's, <laughs> because it was so good. Um, and then the, sh the show, the first thing you see is the Bloodline are here in town in Norfolk, Virginia. Uh-huh. Walt waltzing in and oh. I'm like great we're gonna have a good time tonight it means we're gonna get a promo segment a proper we segment. may even get a match yeah. and we got both of those we things indeed did ah i was so mm. excited because the bloodline came out and it's jay that's doing all of the talking yeah, here. Yeah, it's yeah. jay talking about there are no cracks in the bloodline at this point mm. and he's turning to sam and he's like look i'm sure there's someone backstage that's very upset about all of this your dog ko mm. because he's upset he's no longer your dog you're our dog. Oh, yeah. oh, it was so good. Like Jimmy and Jay just putting over Sammy was just so, so good. And the the whole handshake dealio mm -hmm. where, you know, uh, Jay Jay reaches out with the hand to have a little... Oh, no, Sammy's reaching out to Jay with the hand to be like, we've had our differences, but let's shake on this now. And Jay's like, I'm not shaking your hand. Bring it in, man. Big old hug. Repeating. We was, I was saying this just before we went on air. When uh, in, in at the end of Survivor Series, when Sammy has... That tableau, by the way, of... of KO falling on Sammy, and Sammy sort of holding his lifeless body, looking around. That was quite something. Plonk him on the ground. Jay, do your thing. And then when they hugged, that for me was as big a pop as Linda McMahon standing up from a chair. That for me, <laughs> I was so, up from, from, a, from a wrestling fan perspective, I was yeah. jumping around the room from a, a performer, an actor, a writer perspective. The drama of that was just sensational. And I, I had a tear in my eye because wrestling is such an incredible storytelling medium. And this is the prime example of why. Um, so to have to have a little cuddle again was was really good. Um, and I was so desperate for Solo to join in the hug. I To the point where, like, they're, they're going, come on. And Solo is thinking about it. And oh, he's yeah. a hard guy. He's like, when KO's music hit, I fully heel turned on KO. That's why I've been here. <laughs> so... They're, it's you got Jay, you got Jimmy, and you got Sammy doing this big group hug, and they're literally off roaming up to Solo to come and join them. Like you were saying, yeah. like, come on, come bro, on. come on, bro, come join it. Solo's there, arms folded, stoic as he always is, and there's this like little sly smile on his face, almost imperceptible smile on his face, and he doesn't smile. He doesn't, and he was almost just about to go for it when, been a minute, been yeah. a minute, and Kevin Owens music came out, and I've written here. KO, the big heel, yeah. comes out and ruins this. <laughs> Which is interesting because we talk about this a lot when in terms of like, you know, people cheering the heels and booing the, the, the good guys and how hard it is to do that. It's abundantly clear, ultimately, that the Bloodline are the bad guys. Don't get me wrong. But there's something about Sammy that has pulled us in and we love to see... It, it's, it's, this, it's a really weird dynamic of like, 
being happy to see him join with this. the baddies. Yeah. So we were talking about this on the the Survivor Series review, Ollie and I. I I said the Survivor Series was the babyface turn for the bloodline because the crowd was so they into were. Sammy joining the group and Shout was, Sammy Uso exactly, and they were so happy then for Sammy to join that group and they're by extension the group to embrace Sammy mm. so it felt like they are still the baddies yeah they're still very much the the baddie group mm. but the the brilliance of this is when the turn comes they're going to get such incredible heat off the back of this because we as a crowd are cheering the bloodline at the moment it's uh, it's because we are first of all we're thrilled to have some really good storytelling i think the fan, fans are like yes this is what we want to see because i think all the way back to uh i want to say rumble 2009 there was an example where or maybe it was 2010 or something jeff hardy was was wrestling edge or hardy's were involved in a storyline with edge and then one of the hardys was found backstage and it was like who did it well, it was Christian. We all wanted it to be Christian. And then because we all wanted it to be Christian, Vince got on his sort of like, you can't have nice things hype and changed his plans. And it's so unsatisfying. We're cheering so hard because this is the storyline development we want to see. We wanted to see this continue. And we were so excited by it. So then when we you get that continuing on, on Raw, this was a really satisfying development. I saw there have been uh, reports of what WWE have planned for the Bloodline mm -hmm. over the next few pay-per-view events, few premium live events. And there's a world where they change their minds on those because, because I mean, they change their minds on the Sami Zayn storyline anyway to keep it going. But there's a world where um, we get to, we run away with ourselves and, and, and they can't live up. So I hope we can sort of temper our expectations a little bit. I hope that we can continue with this sort of goodwill of this storyline because it is it is currently... I can't fault it. There's no nope. amount of this storyline where I'm like, you've not done this right. And, and today's episode of Raw was an excellent furtherance of that, I thought. I th I completely agree. And that's actually one of the reasons why I think there's a lot of positivity around this week's episode of Raw. Like, mm. I put up my edited review where I said, like, really, this was a, a totally fine show, but yeah. very good wrestling brought this up a level for me. Mm. And I think it's actually the same thing from Survivor Series because this Bloodline storyline is so great. And it is not just far and away the best thing in WWE. It's the best thing in wrestling yeah. right now. Regardless of any company, there is nothing in professional wrestling right now that is better than the Bloodline, in my humble opinion. And I think the opinion of quite a few people that are watching these shows. Mm. So that when you have really good Bloodline segments, you end up, and because you end with a Bloodline segment as well, your instant reaction to watching this is like, well, that was a five out of five show. And I don't, I, for me, this was not a five out of five show, but all of the bloodline stuff is a five, it's always yeah. five out of five. Well, that, that's the thing is that there are moments in, in shows like this, especially over the course of three hours where you do have the segments that are so good, it makes up for segments that are slightly less good. Yeah. But like, I, this is, a, this is the kind of storyline that will one day be in a list of, like a YouTube list of like best storylines and they'll give you the recap and it's just so dramatic. It's the kind of thing you can bring a casual viewer into. Absolutely. And particularly if, because the plan are, spoilers if you don't want to know what the, the plans are. Plans. Card subject to change. Card subject to change. And this is just a report at the moment. Yeah. Uh, the Rumble, and this seems to be the direction anyway. The Rumble, it's Reigns versus Owens for the Blue yep. Universal titles. Then at the Elimination Chamber, it's Sami Zayn. It's Roman versus Sami for the titles. And then at the at Mania, it's Kevin Owens and Sami versus the Usos for the tag titles. Like that is a perfect, wonderful little three pay-per-view yes. run there that continues what is already a great storyline and then will have much more dramatic peaks and troughs as we go along the mm. way. And also, me and Adam were talking about this earlier, is um, your uh, evil doppelganger. A evil, well, I, I'm the evil twin, apparently. I've been assigned <laughs> evil twin. I don't know how. Um, 
But the reason why that works so well is because the Kevin and Sammy versus the Usos continues the storyline and allows Roman to have his match with The Rock and that not really affect the great... Yeah. Like, we don't have to put a little pause on this storyline mm. like we have done with... Like, we had to do with Logan Paul. Yes. Had to put a little pause on our bloodline stuff because we've got to do some Logan Paul things mm. for a month. And then once Logan Paul's done, right, unpause, we can go back to the storyline. With The Rock, you don't have to do that because you instead you're just moving it into the tag division instead. So there's a lot of like great stuff that you can do around there. The other thing that it points to is a real commitment to sort of long-term storytelling, which we have, you know, it's at this point become such a cliche in talking about wrestling, the idea of long-term storytelling, knowing Vince would show up and the, the show would be being booked on the fly. Mm. This is a commitment to saying, okay, so we have this in place, we have this in place, we have this in place. We are working towards these. These are our chapters. When you write any story, you have the chapters in place and you have your structure and you write it. As a fan, we uh, if, you, if you're reading a book or if you're watching a movie, you see these things play out over the... You, and you're, you're in control of how long it takes kind of thing because you're consuming it. Episodic television is slightly different. And there's a little part of me that is concerned that as we are, as wrestling fans want to do, gonna get carried away and gonna and gonna maybe affect it. So you can't have it both ways of like desperate for long-term storytelling. And then when we get exactly what we have been told is going to happen when we get that you can't then complain about that so i'm a little a little uh, yeah I, I totally get that i'm, well, I'm yeah. hope i don't think that that's necessarily what's going to happen because the strength of the storyline so far has been so good yeah and every single one of those matches makes me absolutely salivate and i tell you what was really nice in this particular segment mm -hmm. was and it and it's what makes the bloodline storyline so good everyone's individual performances i think Sami Zayn is an mvp i think Sami Zayn is someone who this company could uh not but not least because of real life things that he does i'm thinking sammy for syria and the rest of these things but um he's someone who the company could be built around because his performance quality in ring as a wrestler but as a as an actor is so strong because when ko comes out and he's not angry He's just disappointed. He's not, but I don't even think he was disappointed. Yeah. Like for, for Kev, because what Kevin Owens said when he came out was like, I get it. Mm. Because I, I did it to you a lot. I've done it to you a bunch over the years. Like there's been millions of times across our career because we've always been connected in our career mm. where I have turned on you or stabbed you in the back, whatever you want to call it. So I get it. Yeah. And I understand it. I'm not here to fight. I just want to tell you, we're done. Hate is an emotion very close to love. Yeah. The worst thing you can get from a person is indifference. And that's what KO was offering. And then when Sammy says, you know what? Yeah, I don't want it either. That, for me, was more heartbreaking than any fisticuffs. Yeah, and it really else. is. Because his delivery of it, you could hear his voice breaking a little bit. That's where I'm saying, does he really mean it? That's because... what, I don't think he does. I think he's just saying it. Because like, if you go, and I didn't realize it when I was watching it first time around. I was only actually watching it. Uh, someone posted a clip of it mm. with the Bart Simpson look lease. You can pinpoint the exact moment that his heart rips in half, and they sort of like you know freeze frame the moment. Sami Zayn, when he hears Kevin Owens' line, does have that moment of, "I, you've broken my heart." But he is again putting on this bravado of like, "No, I don't need you because mm. I've got this family now." It's exactly what happened at Survivor Series. That conflicted look on his face after what he did to Kevin. The second that Jay Uso hugged him, he was like, "No, I made completely the right choice. Mm. I'm with my family now." I think Sammy is doing the 
and this is incredible considering what he did in NXT, the best work of his WWE career. I agree. We've currently got our nominations open, uh, open for the, the end of year awards, the WrestleTalk Podcast Awards. Uh, it's gone out to uh, the team, our website writers, our moderating team. I'm doing one tonight, I promise. <laughs> it's fine. You, the deadline's not until this Sunday, so you've got time. Um, and uh, some of our Patreon backers, our, our top tier Patreon backers, as well as uh, influencers amongst the the wrestling world, uh, the wrestling media world, and I can tell you that Sami Zayn is doing very well in the poll. Well, yeah, because it's on the strength of this stuff. That's and, it, and it's the, it's the anyone who has ever been through a friendship breakup, a, a romantic breakup to a degree, but a friendship breakup when you when you grow apart and you realize that we are we were best friends from when we were kids, and now we've grown up and we're not as close anymore, or you know something fundamentally changes in your relationship your friend gets into a new relationship and you don't see eye to eye and you need to take that and, and move away from that. I think we've all been through something like that in our lives. And so it's seeing it play out like that and seeing the level of emotion that both of them were putting into this moment was incredibly moving. That is just, from a, from an acting perspective, it didn't feel like acting. No, exactly. In a wrestling show. And the, Do you know? Absolutely. And then it, it's leveled up even further because... Sammy, you're right, fires back by being like, look, I don't need you because mm. I've got my family now. I'm with my family. I'm with the bloodline. And Kevin Owens reminds him again, this is not your blood. You are not actually part of this family. And this family can very easily cast you to one side. Yeah. And uh, Sammy doesn't have the words to respond to that. But Jay Uso does. Well, the man that has been at loggerheads with Sammy is the one to step up to the plate. And he literally goes, I'm oh, sorry. I've got this. Yeah. And it's Jay that is then defending Sammy. So you're leveling this story up. You're moving this on. You're furthering these characters along. And it sets up a match between Jay Uso and Kevin Owens. Jay Uso is facing Kevin Owens for the like for Sammy Zayn's honor. Yeah. Amazing. What yeah. a great main event you have lined up for the show then. Perfect. And 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 exactly you're right. The idea that of all of these people, Jay has been the one saying, no, let's kick him out and doing everything he can to turn the bloodline against Sammy. To be the one to defend his honor yep. was just such a, a magnificent touch. And Jay, I think, performed it really well as well. Everyone is is spitting straight fire in these in these segments. And it's then, just wonderful. Uh, Owens and Jay had a very, very good main event match they really as well. Did. Really, really good. All built around this idea that Owens would not quit. Mm. Uh, Owens would not stay down. Jay hit him with various different super kicks. Mm. And Kevin Owens kept kicking out of every single one of them. Kevin Owens, by the way, was... Like a lot of, I had a lot of MVPs on this show, Bobby being one of them. Yeah. Um, but I think Kevin Owens is my MVP here because him and Bailey were the only people that sold they were in a war games. Mm. Everyone else was absolutely fine. It's back hurting so much. But Kevin Owens was actually selling the injuries and the effects of being yeah. inside war games. And they used that to enhance the story that they were in. How many times have we commented on this show about the lack of commitment to a bit. Yeah. The lack of commitment to, you, oh, you're telling me that this is injured, but you're not going to sell it and you're still going to do it. And KO just couldn't do certain moves. It was a pop-up powerbomb, I think you went for at one point. Couldn't, yeah. couldn't, couldn't follow through. Because, yeah, that hurts. Everyone's done their back in a little bit and then tried to do something. and gone, oh, no, I can't lift that today. And, and that that thing that we're trying to lift is not often Jay Uso. So, but also having to go up against Jimmy's interference and Solo's interference, not Sammy's interference. Isn't that good? Isn't that good? But he went up against everyone's interference, still managed to get the win, ran out right as the show was going off the air. Oh, yeah. Some, really... Something had gone long elsewhere on this show. But because it just, that and it, and it, for me, it bookended the beginning and end of the show with just this intensity and this urgency that you don't often get with a 
baggy three-hour show where you've got a lot of time to fill. A three-hour show, no less. They had a commercial-free first hour. Yeah, God, I felt that. Yeah, well, uh, interesting, because I really liked the first hour, and then the second commercial started coming back in, I was like, this now feels long. Yeah, it's amazing, because like, I mean, we'll get into it in a little bit, but like the the, the ad-free first hour really exposed the commentary team. Oh my god! <laughs> WWE's production and match layout. Yes, but we'll yeah. get into that in a little bit. Yeah, but it was I, a great main event. Very, very good main event. Uh, Kevin Owens survived the interference from Jimmy and Solo, and as you pointed out, not Sami Zayn. Sami Zayn never got physically involved in this match, and he hit the stunner on Jay and got the win. The show mm. immediately went off the air. Very, very good ending to the show. Like, again, like all this bloodline stuff, you can't not fault it. Mm. I adored it i loved it it is i i said it in my edited review now, i think i've taken a bit of flack for this uh i haven't actually checked the, the comments for the video yet but going by the live chat i've taken some <laughs> flack for this i said it's the best thing in wwe and you could make an argument it's the only good thing in wwe at the moment because mm. i i think raw is struggling with must see storylines i think it has got some good storylines storylines that you will enjoy seeing when they pop up but what do you tune into what are you tuning in to watch but i i am i want to tune in to see the next episode of the bloodline I see and, what you're and, saying. but like seth and uh, austin theory are having a feud and yeah that that's okay and that's that's all right i thought the becky bailey stuff was really good but bailey's also got a lot of the baggage from never winning and damage control looking a little bit sucky yeah at the moment. so like it's not must tune in television but the bloodline for me is must watch TV. Even if there's a there's a because there's a lot of wrestling in the week, and at the moment there's a lot of football in the week as well. So I'm my my time is quite and there's a lot of really good movies coming out. So my time is quite occupied. Mm. Um, sometimes I will I will kind of not necessarily watch the full SmackDown, even though SmackDown is generally quite a good show. I'll always make a point of seeking out the bloodline stuff. It's exactly yeah. that. It's like I want to see that, and, and I, I want to see that in full. I don't want to see a highlight, yeah. or I don't want to read what happened. I want to see the performances of them. Yeah. Yeah. And I actually, you know, I've seen some people there being like, there's also Bray Wyatt on SmackDown. Mm. And the Bray Wyatt stuff is good. And it, and it is. And, it's, and, 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 it and I is. think the Judgment Day stuff is good as well. I think what the Bray storyline that they're doing is really entertaining. I think I'm really intrigued by it. I'm intrigued by the Judgment Day. But I think the crucial thing that you're saying, and you're, you're dead right, is what makes you sit down and watch. What, rather than like, Oh, that's going to be a fun segment when yeah. you're already watching that's the show. It. Like, the Bray Wyatt stuff for me is it's the intrigue of like, I'm I'm tuning in to see like, okay, well, where are we going next? And like, where are we? Whereas like with the blood stuff, I'm excited to mm. see because I know where it's going and I'm excited to see where like our next story beats are and I hope they're going to surprise me. With the Bray stuff, I'm like, okay, I, I, I see where we're sort of going with mm. this. Like, okay, I'm, I'm, you know, you've got my, you've got my interest, but like you haven't, hasn't hooked me in yet. Mm. I think the Bray stuff hasn't hooked me in since the day, since the return, that epic return. Mm. And I'm like, now there's just stuff like some great promos, but I'm waiting for that like big hook to like really sink its teeth into me. The return is a really good example because it's that thing of, of, well, I have to see what happens next. So I have to tune into this rule. You know, I have to know, like I, I, I must make, it, to, to quote the greatest of all time, it is the most must-see thing. I think that's what the bloodline is doing, and I think that it, it it shows that with the right creative team and with the right performers, WWE can kind of do anything. They just haven't been, and that for me is where it gets a bit. I'll slap you on the wrists. You know, when <laughs> you can do it, but you don't do it, I get cross. Hmm. 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact? You can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com. Uh, well, let's get into your ultra chance. Thank you all so much for watching. You can get your thoughts in onto this show at wrestletalk.com forward slash support. We'll read out every single one of them. It will be five US dollars. So get your thoughts, statements, comments read out on the air. Like these fine folks, Manny Umaria has said, Chris Claremont, the X-Men writer, said to me once, you can find family anywhere. And we all want that. Doesn't mean you'll find the right family. Seems apt for Sami Zayn here. KO was bad family for Zayn and drove him towards the bloodline, sort of. It's a thing that it's, this is what I mean by everyone's got this kind of experience with something along these lines. When you commit so much love to a person, in, in, in whether that be a romantic or, or a friendly or a familial sense, to feel betrayed by them or to feel like they're not good for you anymore is such a heart-wrenching thing. And that's why when not only the the actual turn but then when when jay hugged sammy and sammy's running around and rips his shirt off it's that outpouring of all of this pent-up frustration and anger and pain mm. at what he believes is the right thing to do it's th these are the minor de i always call it little acting there's some in in movies every now and again you'll see something where it's like you can deliver a line very well but there's something extra meryl streep does it all the time where you just go that's what makes you the best Sammy is full of those. Uh, not to, to uh, this is a very quick sidebar. When Sammy was there with his shirt off, I was a little bit like, 
are you committed enough to this character to go and get yourself a little tribal tattoo? Oh, do you know what I mean? Because yeah. I think about um, Jericho and CM Punk talked about having tattoos done. Yeah, as a, as a part of the storyline when they were doing it way back when. And Vince can did because yeah. there'd be blood from the the tattoo. And there the would. idea was that Jericho was going to tattoo. I believe he was going to tattoo his name onto on air. Yeah, like a branding. Yeah, 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 yeah. You don't need to do it on air, but could you imagine like that? And then, and then you've just got this permanent reminder when you are betrayed. I don't know. I probably don't do it, but oh, I thought about it. I thought about it. Uh, Charles Berg said, "You know, you messed up when the guy who always betrays you says you went too far." Austin Theory also had my favorite line, so I can do my internal narrator response. Austin Theory, who looks stupid now? He said, "Looking stupid." Pretty solid show. Four out of five. Uh, well, let's get into the main show itself. But before we do. We've got a sponsor we'd like to thank. Please do click the link in the video description down below. Incogni. Click that link. The first 100 people to use the promo code WTPODCAST will get a uh, discount when they get to the checkout. Details of which are in the video description. Thank you so much to Incogni. They have been a wonderful sponsor here on the Rest Talk podcast. We're in parts known for our MyGM series, uh, The Monday Night War. We really love Incogni. We really do believe in the service as well. So go and use it. We use it here in the office. I feel so much better. I gave a little bit nervous nancy about like people owning data mm. and, and information about me in the same way that I, I hate it when you know you get cold calls and things like that it's like that my first instinct is like well how did you get this number i think we're all a lot more aware of it now as well absolutely we? yeah. yeah so I, i'm really glad that i have something like incognito in my life where i have someone who's got my back to go through to these companies and get my data removed from everything and that mm. makes me feel so much better when i when i'm on the internet mm. yes so please go and use it first 100 people to use the promo code wt podcast in the link down below also as a little bit of housekeeping uh so those of you who watched the smackdown review on saturday will have heard the news that pete is no longer working on saturdays pete will no longer be doing the smackdown review pete will no longer be doing the edited review over on the wrestle talk news channel and instead he will be coming here to monday night raw which means Today is the final show with the Professor Dan Layton. I've been Jimmy Smith. You, unfortunately, you have. You, you've, been, you've been Adnan Verk. I have been. I had a longer run than Adnan Verk. That is true. Yeah, yeah. at the very least. Because we've had, uh, it's been a, a rocky road with uh, my rotating cast of yeah. Rob Rawls this year. <laughs> but I had a good little run there, didn't I? You did. Um, exactly. I had Ollie. So and then three pay-per-views. Yeah, I had Ollie for a, a little bit at the start of the year. Yeah. And then but he unfortunately had to step away from doing that. Yeah. Sullivan stepped in. I've had, then you have been my rock. So that stepped in and has Thanks, really mate. been solid. So thank you very much. Please, everyone, give Dan uh, a lot of love in the chat. Give this man his flowers because Aww. he has done so much great work for here uh, on the Rest Talk podcast. We loved having you. I love being here, genuinely. I think that the, the I, I tell you all this in person, so I'm not just blowing smoke on camera, but the, the Wrestle Talk team are like just the most fun people in the world. It's my, my highlight of my week is coming to hang out and to chat with you guys. And like I said a few weeks ago, getting to talk about wrestling, getting to engage with wrestling on this level again has been so nice as a fan, let alone as a as a presenter or anything like that. So thanks very much. Had a great time. Yeah. Um, see you around. <laughs> I'm off. Bye, everybody. No, no, no. We need to finish this show. <laughs> of course, you can always watch me and Dan over on the Cine World channel. Oh, we'll yeah. Do, we do do that. We'll do do that. So we'll be doing stuff together. And don't worry, this is not the last you'll ever see of the Professor Dan Layton. They're going to put me in a box <laughs> in the attic. And at some point, they'll wheel me out. Exactly. And I can't wait till that day.
this show opened with Becky Lynch coming out to attempt some open mic comedy. Like, <laughs> hey, Did you, you what's that? your name? Where are you from? <laughs> what do you do for a living? <laughs> I'm sorry. No, no, I heard. I'm just sorry. <laughs> Uh, it might just be because I'd watched the Louis Theroux uh, interview with Catherine Ryan. Oh, yeah. And she was doing a lot of that sort of stuff with uh, audience members. Yeah. And I was like, is this what Becky's uh, is trying her open mic she's, night? She's got her eye player on. Exactly. Yeah. Well, you know, she's going to go to the Fringe next year, mm. but she hasn't got a show. So yeah. it's, it's an in-progress show. So I she, mean, she's got time. She's, so she's just going to go there and prep some things. This was a good, like, testing thing for yeah. her. Um, I loved this. Oh, and me too as well, because... She goes and talks to this lad, Bobby. Yeah. And she's like, what's your name? He goes, Bobby. And she's like, Bobby, everyone. And the crowd is like, Bobby, Bobby, Bobby. Bobby. Yeah, Bobby. yeah, yeah. And she looks to this other guy, because she couldn't avoid him either. He was standing pretty much on her. He was quite intense, wasn't he? Zachary. And instantly she was like, oh, cool. I'll interact with this guy. Notice, probably inebriated. It was like, I'm just going to go back to Bobby. Back. And, and like, what a pro to be like, okay, that's enough of you. Yeah. Let's put all the focus on Bobby now. Let's not... Uh, I don't. Uh, we're being a little bit silly, but improv number one is very difficult to do. Oh yeah. Live mic number two is very difficult to do. Interacting with real world people, I don't do it. It's not fun for me. So it's really impressive that she carried this segment and made it. I was instantly perked up. It was very exciting. It felt fresh. It felt different for me. It was a polar opposite of last week, where I didn't really like the whole KO bringing down the brutes and, and McIntyre thing. I was a little bit like, eh. Just the visual of her opening the show with a promo from the crowd, surrounded by the WWE fans, surrounded by Bobby, having the time was like, that is a video you will cherish forever. Yeah. You know? And that, and, and it's the things like that that make you as a fan wanna they, they showed that they were coming to Washington next week. Makes you want to buy a ticket because what if something like that happens to you? It's, yeah. it's that thing of, of creating the energy of anything can happen, creating the energy of let's have some fun together. This is a, and it makes the crowd want to be involved, you know? I am sure that WWE would have rather that Bobby didn't spend the first sort of 45 seconds of Becky Lynch cutting a promo with him on his phone. Yeah. Because he was trying to get the camera wrap up. Trying, trying to get the, yeah, he's trying to unlock it. Yeah. Like, I put my password in wrong. Whack open his B-reel and hope for the best. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, so he's getting this video. And finally gets his video. But the first 30 seconds of Becky Lynch being like, hey, I'm with Bobby, I'm with the crowd. He's just staring at yeah. his phone. Yeah. I'm, like, I'm sure that's not the visual you're going for. But there. we would all do it. But it's completely like overall, the whole thing worked. And mm. I have still been yet to give a good reason as to why this didn't happen on Raw last week. Why Becky Lynch did not make her return on Raw last week. But you know what? It's fine. She's here. She's a baby face. And I was really, really glad to see her here. We haven't seen Becky as a baby face. This is, I mean, we haven't seen the man for a long time. Yeah. I love big time Becky, oh, by the way. Yeah. And I thought this was just, it was a great reintroduction mm. on this version of Becky Lynch. Yeah. And it's the thing that the, the, uh, uh, the women's division has been missing. And actually something that I thought about at the end of the show was the women's division is, is actually quite strong. Maybe we don't know specifically the challenges, but when you look at the, the list of names on the roster, you're like, damn, all right, you've got some good some good stuff going on here. Um, and it all kicked off with Becky basically being like, there have been some new faces, some returning faces, and I can't wait to slap them all. And it's just this idea of like, yeah, yeah, Becky. And I actually disagree. I'm kind of... I'm kind of okay with not seeing her on, on Raw, not having this kind of promo, because it meant that it, it felt to me like War Games had finished, this storyline had finished, and now we were looking forward. That's what I got from this I, I think you could have just done the return bit that she did on SmackDown on, on Raw. Raw. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it was a Raw storyline, after all, featuring all Raw talents. Literally not a single SmackDown talent. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But again, I think, like, 
we said this in the Survivor Series review as well, but like that 10 woman match, the War Games match, there's 10 whole women you've got there on your roster. And you're, <laughs> and you're like, oh my God, like that's like, all of them feel like if you book them in a really strong way, you can make them all feel like legit tile contenders. Mm. And that doesn't include then like Dana Brooke and Dudrop, yeah, Candice LeRae. And you've got One like the... all of these women and, 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 on the Raw roster. Like SmackDown is starving and desperate mm. for this level of like depth in their women's division. I think it's, it's it's specifically being booked in that way. I think that, I mean the the raw women's division hasn't been booked very well, but there's something about the the people on it that are impressive. I agree that the SmackDown roster has a number of potential, a large amount of potential on the SmackDown roster, but it doesn't quite have the same amount of of you know. I I put many of the women in in Raw together, and I go, I'm really looking forward to this match. I don't feel that quite as much with SmackDown. No, but not at all. Triple H. Uh, you know, I, I give him a very long beach most of the time, has a, a track record of booking women uh, incredibly well in NXT. I really hope that he can continue to do a better job than he has been doing on Raw. And yeah, I know. I, yeah, they're all very good. <laughs> I was, I'm uh, undermining my own point. Well, but yeah, but on, on that note, so Bailey comes out. And like Rodney Dangerfield, she gets no respect around here. <laughs> and she points out that hey like you know becky's talking about how her ass hurts because she did a leg drop off mm. the the war games cage i've been in ladder matches i've been in last woman standing matches and i'm not getting any respect i'm not getting any of this plaudits and becky points out yes because you lose all of them and you're like ah, like i want to be excited for a becky bailey feud but unfortunately i think the bianca belair feud has hurt bailey massively so since her return and then you got damage control backing up bailey who were also losers. And then they, the four of these women get into a big brawl. And Becky's three on one. And Becky more or less stands tall at the end of this. And I'm like, why did damage control suck so well, bad? Like, two why, of them weren't medically cleared, Luke. Why can't they just present damage control like a legit a threat? A force. An actual threat to this women's division because they don't feel like mm. it anymore. Two of them are the tag champions. And I keep forgetting that fact because yeah. they don't feel like they're the tag champs of this brand. Be Bailey coming out on her own and Dakota coming out with her own music for me felt a little bit like, oh, are we going to move away from that? If you wanted to, you could have just left damage control as a, a unit. You could have just left it after War Games and have Bailey just not necessarily break them up. We don't need to see a breakup, but the idea that they, they aren't constantly riding together or whatever you could have sort of left that behind a little bit and actually there is something in the idea of like hang on you went away for ages and i come back and all these people and you were you were you were fundamentally a bad guy when you last had a match and i know we had that little mm -hmm. burgeoning turn uh when that's why damage control took her out but you know you you left and and i've been here for four months and i've done all of these things and like I'm I'm getting nothing. I'm really putting my body on the line here, and these people don't respect it. I kind of I like that. I actually didn't mind the fact that she went like, yeah, because you you lost. For me, that is that is it's logic. It's true. It's real. Um, I actually think working with Becky is a really good opportunity for Bailey to come back from what has been an utter failure of feud with Bianca. I, and I think as fans, it's really nice for us to have Becky because I don't think Bianca is strong enough as a face. I think that's the problem. I think she's really yeah. great. I love her. I think she's brilliant in the ring. I love watching her wrestle. But I think there's something swaggy heel about uh, her, like about Bianca, that doesn't read as um, relatable. Maybe I think it, the I think the problem with Bianca as well is that they've they've over they've booked her too strong. Like yeah, they, like I think there is a difference between keeping a wrestler strong and booking them to be too strong. Mm. So now you know we just talked about how there are like you know there are nine other women in that war games match, but none of them outside of Becky feel like they're on Bianca's level. 
because they've been and relegated. Bianca doesn't to... think that either. I yeah. think that's when she in the promise, she doesn't feel like anyone's on her level. Exactly. Which like you gotta back yourself, gotta rate yourself. But there's something about respecting your opponent that just gives you that element of humanity rather than seeing you as a full on superhero. Yeah. I, I'm look I'm Excited to have Becky back. Mm. Uh, her going up against Bailey just completely makes sense. I'm hoping that this does more for Bailey than the Bianca feud did, and I hope that we can re-establish Bailey again to be like a main event mm. uh, type person. And it's it's funny though because I kept talking about you know like how Becky was able to stand up three on one against them, and people were like, well, you know, Bailey and EO were hurt from war games. I bet they're they're injured. Like, apparently, EO is like legit like hurt from oh, really? war games and stuff, and like Bailey was she was pretty banged up. And my argument to that is like, well, it's a scripted show. Mm. You don't have to book them in a brawl. Yeah, like you don't. You can do whatever you want on yeah. this show. You didn't have to book them for Becky to beat them three on one. No, you could have just done something else. Mm. But by booking it this way you have just said, oh, Becky can beat all three of them on her own in the mm. same way that Bianca beat all three of them on her own Yeah. Um, at, uh, wasn't SummerSlam, it was Extreme Rule, the ladder match? Yes. Yeah. It was It was Bianca winning all three. Yeah, yeah. Exactly, yeah. So the like, double, the double uh, KOD. Yeah, I yeah. was going to say TKO, not that one. <laughs> so yeah, so there was, overall, I thought this was a great segment because the brawl was fun, although it didn't have P.D. Williams, so zero out of five. So sorry. Um, and, you know, for, for, I was glad I had to see the fake merch uh, return. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Though I don't think I love watching wrestlers sell for plastic lunchboxes. Yeah, the lunchbox! Exactly, yeah. So had a, had get, a vibe, yeah. If you get hit with a lunchbox, it is like a... Well, that's annoying. I, you don't, like, do a big... I remember watching an episode of TNA once, and someone got hit with a foam finger and they sold it, and I'm like... Great. Oh, I mean, like, they sold a few of the paper signs. Yeah, so, I mean, it's just like, well, you're being hit... I know you're being hit with something. Mm. But it's also a foam finger, or it's a it's a plastic lunchbox. I have a Money in the Bank briefcase at home. Oh, the, well, the lunchbox one, no, 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 like a, a proper full, full size one. Yeah, it's not unsubstantial. <laughs> Could you not find one and just put it behind there? Because that's not going to hurt you. But my well, one might do something. Yeah, I know, but you don't want to confuse the audience. Think it's like, oh my god, could loads of people cash in now? Right, <laughs> like, right, loads right, of people yeah. have got these things now. Um, speaking of War Games Fallout, Rhea Ripley then took on Mia Yim. Mm -hmm. I thought this was a very good match that did not have the crowd reaction I thought it would get. I yeah. thought they picked up a bit towards the end, um, and it was a, a totally fine match, but it ended in no contest slash DQ uh, because AJ Styles brought with Dominic, and then AJ challenged the the Judgment Day to a match. And I'm like, mm -hmm. I this is lazy WWE. We've got time to fill. We'll book a match that means nothing to them. Build to a tag match. And it's I just a way that. to artificially, like, rather than just do the OC versus the Judgment Day and just have a match, you sort of waste our time with this bit here just to be like a, a it's not, I can't even call it a canapé before a our, Yeah, I don't even think this is a moose bouche because a moose bouche at least serves a purpose. This this is actually just filling time. Mm. That's the show we're going to do the ma the Master Chef review. Oh, we'll do. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm desperately trying to get us into a room with BBC Sounds <laughs> so we can pitch the official Master Chef podcast. I'm in. I'm in. Um, I actually don't. No, actually, I'm trying. That oh, one. really? Yeah. Dreamy, perfect. I don't. Um, I don't fully agree with you on this one because. Um, I'd like to start by making a little correction because I was being very uh, flippant about Miriam being referred to as Meechin, um last week because it felt like one of those things that WWE just assigned her and it was like, we'll give you this name and it felt like they were trying to make Fetch happen. Uh, subsequently, Mia Yim did speak a lot about how actually Meechin is a very personal thing to her. It's what her mother called her. It's a, it's it, And a lot of the Korean fans were like, oh my God, actually really lovely to see that. So hands up. That was it. That was her choice. I think her being Meechin Mia Yim rather than just being referred to as Meechin makes way more sense. So respect for that. Um, 
And I thought what was really nice about this and why this was necessary is because what have we seen from Mia? She arrives, batters her a little bit, has a wonky match with uh, Tamina, and then gets a few spots in in war games. We haven't really seen Mia stand on her own two feet. So I think having a, a little section where Mia gets to have some really good stuff in there with, because I think Mia is great, and if you've, if you've seen her around, you'll know this, to have her get some great stuff in on Rhea and be seen as like a real sort of threat to her was, I think, quite uh, necessary and quite useful. So uh, when we then get the four-way, if only we'd had a pay-per-view who was designed around four-person matches two days ago, but fine, whatever. I thought the momentum of it was was quite strong leading into that moment. So then when we do get into the match itself, I was sort of primed and ready. That's how I felt. I, I, I totally get that. And I, I respect that uh, opinion. For me, it is just, I, I can't help but feel like the... Well, there was no point to this singles match other than just to set mm. up our, our eight-person tag, right. and like the, and which, then, is, which is true. Which but, is, tr yeah. but the eight-person tag was like it was a lot of fun. Like mm. it, it was a really good match. Um, but this, I think, this also sums up our commercial-free aspect of the first hour. I feel like what we had with that match leading into this match and the sort of like the stalling for time before we got into this, because that's the stuff you then don't see on TV because that's all in the commercial break. Yeah, uh, and it also means we had to watch the plodding match layout that WWE has, which is heels working over a baby face for a long time, putting them in yeah. rest holds and stuff. The stuff that we wouldn't normally see because they're hidden in commercial breaks, mm -hmm. but stuff that we do have to see when it's a commercial free show. Yeah. So it, there is like the OC Judgment Day match really picked up at the end, but there was a period of time where I was like, Oof, I am watching them just work over Carl Anderson for a long time. I agree. Here. I think when they when they lent, lent into it and the match started picking up, I bought everything they sold. I Ab have to well, say. absolutely. But there that's, some, really that's some stuff line. you would have seen outside of the that's commercial true. break. That's true. I think there was stuff like the, um, I mean, the raw when when the women tagged in at the end was that quite was great, something yeah. to behold, especially because the the crowd had been excited but not as lit for the singles match. That's like it. Saying. Yeah, which I thought was really weird because yeah. then they were really into it. I thought. I th First, I thought they were piping in noise. They, I, I thought that. And they, they definitely were at points a lot through this mm. show because there were lots the of... levels are off. Lots of loud noises with a, uh, a hard camera shot of people sat down yeah. with their mouths closed. Um, I also thought uh, there, was, uh, there was a really good line that uh, Corey Graves said. So while I ripped them apart a few times, uh, props to Corey Graves here for saying, like, all the women want to be with Dom. That's the kind of whole, like, heel stuff. Corey Graves has to pull double duty. He has to be play-by-play -play and colour commentary because yeah. his, his, the people he's partnered with, with the exception of Cole, kind of don't know what they're doing. Poor so he's, he's got a really difficult job to do. And now and again, he comes out with lines like that, and I'm like, yeah, fair play. And again, we saw Dom continue to do really good work. When he tagged in, got a proper uppercut from Luke Gallows, and then immediately tagged back out again because he's 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 believing in himself, believing in his own hype. Tagging, I'm going to take you. No, I'm not. Great work. Then yeah, when when Gallo's beheading Dom a little bit later on, when Mia slammed Finn, I fully was that like, was yeah, great, yeah, pop for that. And then I was like dying to see Dom uh, get his from Mia. I really wanted to see Dom like get a little a little slap or a little something from Mia. So I really bought it. I really bought what they were selling. Dominic Mysterio is so so great mm. in this role. He is absolutely. Just he's loving it, mm. and it was nice to see Judgment Day get this win because I think they can take a loss now and again, Judgment Day. But I need to be reminded that they are actually still a force. I also think as well that it was it was kind of it was imperative that that Yim sorry that, that Rhea Ripley won this yeah. because AJ had won at Survivor Series. Yeah. So I think yeah, you're right. Judgment Day need this win more. So I think Ripley because I feel like we are heading towards Ripley versus Bel Air 
at WrestleMania. Mm. Like, I think that's our WrestleMania direction we're heading. So Ripley now, you want to be making look like this unstoppable force in the women's division. Mm. So her beating Mia Yim, granted, it makes Mia Yim look like a very ineffective reillusion because that was the whole reason she was brought in was to stop Rhea Ripley. Yeah. yeah. She has not done that whatsoever. Yeah. So that so it kind of hurts you in that sense of it. But I think you want to be pushing Rhea. Like that's the direction you want to mm. go. Her versus Bianca for me is a complete money match at WrestleMania. And if you've got the Dominic stuff there as well, they're the real heat magnets of the Judgment Day. Mm. Finn and Priest. That Thanksgiving thing, by the way. Oh, it was so great. Brilliant. Right? Like I think like Finn and Priest are doing good stuff. But they're not getting heat. Yeah. Ripley and Dom are 100% getting all of the heat of this group. And even having Vicky wear uh, off a uh, bootleg reemerge on an AEW show sort of shows that this this uh, partnership has a sort of wider potential as well. Yeah. And I quite like that. That's but it was I... so, so good. Uh, and I very much enjoyed the match um, uh, once it kind of got going. Good, yeah. Uh, and yeah, Judgment Day won. And it felt like, because AJ mentioned this at the start of the match, this is the end of the OC Judgment Day feud. Mm. So I'm very, very curious because like, perhaps I'm just in a Monday Night War mode. When you finish a feud on Monday Night War, or at least when I do, I'm then be like, okay, well now what do I do with my people I've got left yeah. over? I hope Triple H has got plans for these people because like, well, I look at the OC and I'm like, okay, well what are we, what are we going to do with the OC next? I've Kevin, got this- uh, Kevin Patrick said, I don't know if this is the end of this. And Corey Graves said, I think you might be right. And I was like, so which is it? Yeah, so, because... Because you said it was done, but now you're saying it's not. I also feel like we are starting to run our course a little bit on this. So I, think, yeah. I feel like we do need to move them on to other things. But then again, I don't know what you do move them on to. Because mm. we've, we've seen, I don't think Mia and, and Rhea are done. Well, also, but I think this is the problem with having the leaders mm. have a singles match. Surely that should be the final the point of this. We also have two months until the Royal Rumble. And this is something that I have in my head with KO and, and the Bloodline as well. It's like, that's a long time it's a long time. a big pay yeah. for you. What are you going to do? What are you going to do? Let's see. Um, the Street Profits returned earlier in the day and were interrupted by Alpha Academy uh, to set up a match later on. We then got all the Bloodline stuff that we just talked about. Candice LeRae was walking backstage. She also returned on this show. And if you look just far into the background, Nikki Cross was watching her walk by. I didn't see that. Uh, yeah, in the background, like Nikki Cross sort of pokes her head around to sort of watch her walk away. So I think that's like your next little mid-card women's feud yeah. in there, which I'm fully on yep. board for. Candice versus Nikki. Big thumbs up. Yeah. Also, I like just that little bit of detail. I think that's nice. Uh, and she thought about she's got a match with Dakota Kai later on yeah, in the show. She chatted to Kathy Kelly, who was giving Baby one more time realness. And <laughs> I must confess, I still believe. Um, we then got the Street Profits versus. That was very good, by the way. Thank you. I hope that got a good laugh from the audience because <laughs> it deserved it. Um, here we got some of the awkwardness of not having a commercial break because. We got a long Street Profits entrance, like really yeah. long. And there's not a lot of commentary to cover for it because they're like, well, oh, you know, they're having a good time. I'm sure. Uh, hey, hey, on a normal episode of Raw, we've cut to an ad break now, but yeah. uh, we aren't. But, but we're not so, uh, we're not doing that, though. So, um, oh, my God, they're, they're having fun. Aren't really they? glad to be back, aren't they? And uh, then Alpha Academy come out who do a really long entrance. And I'm like, are we just are we eking this out to go to an ad then, break here? We did get an ad break. We did. And when we came back from the ad break, we were talking to Elias and Matt Riddle. We were in a backstage segment. It was like the old days. This was nonsense on a production standpoint. <laughs> Pretty awful. That, commentary, that would, I would have I got a, a 2-2 at university for that. Commentary was very bad. The structure of it was quite bad. Yeah. And yeah, we cut backstage to Elias and Matt Riddle. And Elias there being like, hey, I'm more of a singles guy. 
Um, but, cool. but we could work steady. I've never won gold in WWE. You liar, Elias. You're a four-time 24-7 <laughs> champion. Yes, I did go and to your- is gold. I did have to go to your Wikipedia page to double check that, but you, I was right. You did win that <laughs> belt. Uh, and then the, the Bloodline walked in, and yep. that was going to set up, and it was announced later on. The Bloodline versus Elias and uh, Matt Riddle, Wish.com, RK Bro, for the titles next week. <laughs> yeah. And it was funny as well, because I'm like, oh, it's cool that they're fighting for the belts, and the belts are going to be on the line in that. But I was like, I could, I could think of six other teams I'd rather be in that spot. Two of which are about to have a match. Yeah, right? Yeah. Absolutely. I was like, I could think of more teams. I'd really like the Good Brothers on that. The Judgment Day. Yeah, there's yeah. loads of teams I'd rather see in that position. Oh, the Brutes, I kind of, we've just seen. Profits we saw in the I summer. I think, arguably, it's one of those things where there isn't, it's, it's a shotzi insofar as there is no threat from these two from yeah. taking the undisputed titles from the bloodline. Uh, it, let them defend the championships and then come Royal Rumble or maybe they're going to do a special episode of Raw to bring in the new year that supplants for a December PLE. Well, there's the Raw 30. Oh, there's the Raw 30. There you go. That's your, big, that's your big show where you book something big. So one of these teams will face them for the title on that show, maybe. Yeah, hopefully yeah. so. Because we then did get the Street Profits versus Alpha Academy who had an excellent professional wrestling match. They really, really did. And yeah. I would like to uh, point out here how fascinating it is that one of the most over moves in uh, WWE at the moment is a body slam because uh, we got a big pop for it on Otis. We got a big pop for it on Finn earlier on in the night. So wrestling is cyclical. Yeah, they really did build around uh, Ford trying to body slam Otis. Yeah. And he finally did it at the end. This was sort of Ford's return match yep. uh, since his injury. So all the shine was put onto Montez Ford and he got to win with the frog splash. Great way to bring him back. Good refresher. A, yeah, a very good refresher. Yeah. Like the, the teams on the Raw Tag Division are sort of floundering at the moment because they don't really have anything to go for. Yeah. Uh, but this is still an excellent professional wrestling match. So mm. you can't hate on it too much. Agreed. Uh, Austin Theory came out for a promo and... I mean, I'm like, I, Theory said some stuff, but it's the stuff that he's sort of been saying since the... Yeah. I, I, here is my... Ultimately, my, my, my review of this segment is... Oh, I nearly opened up Siri then. I don't know how. Um, theory. Oh, is that what it was? Possibly sounds Possibly, like it, yeah. yeah. My ultimate review of this segment is the content of the promos was not very good. However, the performances were very good. Yeah, and so were the outfits. If I may, yes, Seth Seth Abbott was fire. Loved it. It was it was quite the choice. Yeah. Those those sunglasses. I probably borrowed them off Becky Lynch yeah. glasses. So it's like it's okay. Yeah, it's just like theories. Like I'm really enjoying this intensity. I'm much rather this one than wins by fluke at Survivor Series. Yeah, or... I was I was saying this just before we came on. I for me it was like the wins by fluke thing why not just have him be opportunistic? Like, why not just... It, look, it looked a bit like he was like, oh, this is my opportunity. It's just been speared and I'll just go for the cover. So lean into that, you know? And I think that's far more effective than, oops, I, I won, but I told you I'm not a kid anymore. And I did think that that... that like, while what Theory had to say didn't really do anything new, Seth being like, well done, kid, actually kind of was like quite quite decent. I think it, I think it was a bit effective. Mm. You know, I liked it. Even if it was a bit same old. Yeah, and Theory says that we will have a, a rematch, but I'll do it on my own time. I'll just pull out an eyelash. I'm going to make a wish. Okay, go for it. It didn't come true. Oh, what did you wish for? Kathy Kelly to walk <laughs> in the door. <laughs> I mean, you didn't give it time. <laughs> is, that, is, that, is, that, is that her at the door? No. <laughs> no, it isn't. Um, 
it's funny because we then cut to WWE Investigates. Yeah. But we didn't really. What we got was the same WWE Investigates from a handful of weeks ago, and then it just cut to a, a video. Extra. But it, went, it stopped being that, and it was just a video package mm. recapping the other weeks. Since I did the quite first like the idea this. of WWE Investigates being a regular uh, story. Well, I'm glad you do. But I like the idea of it, but it's not gonna. It wasn't effective. Here is how. Not <laughs> Here's how non-moving this story has been. So they had... Uh, they cut together this storyline, right? And it's Johnny Gargano on the stage and he's talking about how he had a private investigator. Yeah. And you have a reaction shot of The Miz being like, oh man, I got caught. And then it cuts to the video of Miz admitting what he did. To the, yeah. And then it cuts to a reaction shot of The Miz, but he's in a completely different outfit because it's the segment they did the week after oh. or the segment they did two weeks ago, whatever it was, when Miz was in the cardigan. It was a Drag Race Frankenstein edit. Yeah, and yeah, it, yeah. And it was just like, a, oh, this story has not moved so much. You were able to edit the same reaction shots from basically the same plot point from two different segments. That's quite funny. And it was just nice to see the cardigan again. Oh, hugely. Yeah. Then we got Dex Loomis versus The Miz. So. Uh, I wrote down. I didn't care for this match. <laughs> uh, do you want to um? Do you want to take us through some of this? Because I've got, I've got some notes of spots that I thought were very very lame. Oh, very lame. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, so we had uh, they started. Well, I, first of all, Dexter Lumis slithered into the ring, which you know, at the very least, no one else does that. Um, and then he uh, went. They had, no, they had, they had a they had a vice at one point. Yeah, he, yeah, he had a, yeah, they came back. No, they came back from commercial break, and Miz was putting a a literal vice from your design technology class at school, and like trying to crank it into Loomis's head. And Corey Graves is trying his best to sell this, and then Loomis is like, "No, thank you," and then just pops it off, which suggests that Miz hasn't got much upper body strength. Um. Then he sort of tosses that out of the ring. Then they go, my favorite spots, please. So uh, two of my favorite spots here. Three, in fact, actually, if I may. Yeah. I liked it when Loomis smacked Miz's head against an LED board and, and it, it created static, yeah, yeah, which yeah. isn't how LEDs work. Not at all. Uh, I also liked it when they were on the announcer's table and Dex Loomis gently shoved the Miz yeah. off the table and Miz took the safest bump he possibly could into That's the barricade. That's how he has stayed injury-free for so long. He is the king of soft style. He really is. And then they had a brawl in the crowd where Dexter Loomis threw Miz into a TV, the most damage of which caused was the HDMI cable came fell unplugged. out. And I, here's, how, here's how much I didn't care about this match. I spent more time wondering what brand of TV it was. Like, oh, I know exactly to look what in, it was. Was it Samsung? It was Samsung. I yeah. thought it was a Samsung. Because my Samsung does the same thing. My, yeah, I, mine too. I, I was like, the PlayStation I, I, off. I, I cared more about that than I did about yeah. the spots. And that's how I knew the HDMI cable had come out. because I, I recognized that from my own TV. There you go. That's how like hardcore... Anything goes. Anything goes. This match was a HDMI cable fell out of yeah. a TV. The TV didn't even break. Yeah, and it was like a, it was just really soft. And then Loomis won and signed his little contract. That was the only thing the crowd popped for in this match was him signing the contract. I actually, while I didn't care for the match, and I was like, "Thank God this is finished." I am sat there going, "What does Loomis do next?" But then, oh, yeah. I really did enjoy the dollar bills shenanigans and i'll okay. tell you why yeah please do so what happened is loomis starts he's got his lovely louis vuitton bag walking full of money starts taking notes and handing them to kids hundred dollar bills hundred dollar bills um and one kid i loved this moment held it up to the light to see whether or not it was real and then 
Dad, can you check whether it was quite entertaining? Hands one to a little boy, then gets who I noticed later on was was further. So clearly that is a plant little boy. Uh, gets clocked from behind by by Miz, who then goes over and takes the hundred dollar bill from the child. Gets a massive boo, and I loved it because that for me is absolute heel s housery. Um, and then out comes Johnny Gargano to give him a little super kick, gives the money back to the child, raises Dexter's hand. Yeah. So this was what they did. They and they gave some thumbs up at the end. Uh, I get what they were going for with Dexter handing out money to children. The gentle giant. Good guy. The, 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 the Robin Hood, yeah. uh, if you will. The, the good Samaritan yeah. who is giving money. Uh, but it also, because he is a serial killer, um, he was just handing money to children. Let's not forget <laughs> that he broke into the Miz's house while the Miz's kids were asleep. I'm sorry, I forgot about that. It was two years ago. I just <laughs> can't with this storyline. You know, and then he drew a picture of him with the kids. And then he's now handing out money to kids. Yeah. I... I don't think this is the look they're going for, but it just made him look like a big old creepazoid. It was awful. I and actually, I was like, "Ooh, I don't think I want this this serial killer looking man whose gimmick is based on Dexter from the show mm. Dexter, who was a murderer." Mm. That we should be making him be like a, a friend to children, because I've just got to look. I look at him, I was like, "I think he's going to murder those children." And at least he's paying them well for it. You raise the question of. What do you do next with Dexter Loomis? He's signed a contract now. He is now on the Raw brand, and I'm struggling to think of anything because he didn't sell anything off the Miz in this match. Nope. He no sold all of the Miz's moves. He kicked out of the being thrown into the exposed turnbuckle, mm. and we've got quite a few unstoppable monsters across Raw and SmackDown. I don't think we need another one, particularly because those ones you've got aren't in storylines either. Mm. So, like, I don't know. What do you do? What, what, honestly, do you do with the Miz? Uh, with, with, actually, with both of them. No, the Miz, the Miz, is the Miz you the can Miz, do anything with the Miz. You can, he literally can bounce around. He is beautiful mid-card fodder. Yeah. He can go anywhere you like. I don't know what you do with Dexter, though, outside of Mary Baron Corbin. Yeah. Not interested, really. <laughs> and hey, I'm not on next week. It's not my problem anymore. Such so. <laughs> true. Yeah, you've basically been here for the whole yes, 16 I, weeks. My first episode of the Raw Review was this Dexter Loomis segment is not good, and I've made it. I, I'm I am thrilled that it came to a conclusion while I was here. Like, do you yeah. know what I mean? What if it hadn't? That would have been devastating. Exactly. Yeah. But this did feel like this is the end of that storyline now. Mm. All 16 weeks of that storyline done. So that's that. Yeah. Uh, and then we had Dakota Kai versus Candice LeRae. Corey, shout out uh, Bluey on this, uh, oh, yeah, in this yeah, match. Yeah. So five I out of five that. show for me. Um, <laughs> good match. Decent near falls. Candice hit the neck breaker off the second rope for the win. Uh, another loss for damage control. But Candice should have won. It is her return match. Yeah. And also, uh, it's another one of those things that we haven't really got to see much from Candice LeRae. Like, we sort of got that brief introduction to her with not a lot of bite, not a lot of character. Um, so it was kind of, a, it was almost like a re-debut in a way. So it was nice to see her get the yeah. win, I think. Yeah. Um, and, and that's where I, I realized it was quite a strong women's division because I think for me, it, I, I liked the Mia Rhea stuff. Three 
quite strong segments, including Becky having a big shout out. Yeah. And then, you know, our final thing to talk about here is Kathy Kelly interviewing Bianca and friends. Uh, yeah. And it's the first time where Alexa Bliss's boredom has felt like an actual uh, character it's choice. Acknowledged on screen. Yeah. As a character choice, as opposed to just, I am bored and want to go home. Yeah. Because she was staring blankly. I actually thought she was staring at the title, but I think they were making it more like she was sort of staring at the floor, yeah. not really knowing what was going on. And then she was like, so Bianca was doing her rousing speech and Asuka spoke in Japanese. And then they go to Alexa she goes mm, sorry oh god i wasn't mm. paying attention so i guess you can now do bel-air versus bliss as like a little mini feud well we also had right at the beginning the tv glitched and we had the wire logo which is the first time since crown jewel yeah, so that we've had that so we, we waited in second time overall and in, an entire month mm -hmm. for that storyline to reach its next step yeah um but hopefully we can start to get things moving a little bit. Maybe this was a case of they wanted that storyline, but I had to put it on pause so we can do war games. Yeah. Then we can kind of pick this back up again. Yeah. Like Bliss going after Bel Air, like if Bliss does a big heel turn mm -hmm. and she becomes spooky ooky. Well, it's been quite noticed Adams she again. likes that character as well. She like she she's tweeted about how she misses it. Um so she it's, you know, never really got resolved. Um, it, yeah, so it's, it's, I was thinking about this on the train ride in today while I was writing up my review because I've been kind of down on the idea of doing Bliss and Wyatt again mm. because it it was not good the first time round. Right. Uh, I thought it was actually actively terrible and, mm. and, it, and it hurt both of them. Um, however, I'm not against it at this point only because I think I'm just desperate for them to do something with Alexa Bliss. Yeah. Mighty Boosh character being like, no, it was you. Yeah. And so like, I'm maybe... All of this combined will actually like just move some of this forward, which yeah. would be quite nice. Yeah. Who knows? Who knows? But it was the first time uh, I think Bliss has actually shown anything since she came back in February. And Any? even then, well, she came back for the Elimination Chamber. She did. But then she wasn't on TV for a handful of months, and then she's just come back as an and friend. As long as we move away from the um avril lavigne theme song she's been oh it's about. awful isn't it really so <laughs> oh, it's well bad but that was gone this is very clear accessories girls rock tie but that was uh, this episode of raw uh, i did i thought it was a very very i thought it was a good show so yeah a three out of five show but the, the wrestling i thought was so great that it kind of elevates to a four and i think you yeah. cannot deny that the bloodline stuff is like five out of five for me uh, it started well ended well I, I agree it was four out of five for me i yeah. quite liked it very much so uh let us know what you thought of raw in the uh, live chats at the moment also make sure you give your your flowers to old Dan here on his final episode uh, on the WrestleTalk podcast for now, as I'm going to put it. Ding, ding, ding. This is your last call for UltraChatsWrestle.com forward slash support. Get your thoughts and opinions read out on this very show. Like these fine folks, Malab Mavadipudi, who's been a member for... 18 months in a row said i just wish people realized what we're seeing with this bloodline storyline will be part of highlight reels for years to come it is history in the making yeah very much and it's quite that's why it's quite special and that's why i want to make sure i'm not um underselling just how good it is because uh -huh. it, it's it's so rare that something like this does come around uh rob steadley who's been a member for five months in a row it said when the bloodline turn on sammy after the promo jimmy needs to be the first to turn our attack sammy with just a look from roman to start it off that's where i was because it was jimmy who was the one who sort of brought him in and so it's jimmy who has to be the one to turn and i liked the idea of the conflict within jimmy because i do think genuinely he has a, those handshakes are very genuine i think he genuinely has affection for sammy and i think the longer the storyline goes the more affection 
the Usos especially are going to have for Sammy. And then we see the bloodline start to implode because maybe the Usos don't like that they kicked Sammy out. I don't know. There's, there's, there's so, the joy of this is there's so many places you can go with it. I think with Jimmy, for me, I don't want to see him be the first one to do the attack. Like, I want to see him have that. Of course, you complete. don't want it. Well, no, of course, I don't want it. Obviously. But it's going to happen. Well, no, I know, to. but I don't want him to be like, like soloed because mm. solo doesn't care. Oh, you like, want you want you almost want a redux of the Sammy thing. And in the way he's the last one and he's conflicted, he's going to do it and then he has, he has to, to because it. it's family. Exactly. That's, yeah, that's kind of why, that's where I want it. Yeah. Mayor of Painsville Dan said, hello, you wonderful, wonderful people. Hope you're doing well. So Dexter Loomis won the contract. Yeah. He beat the Miz. Adam Pierce was there. Johnny Gargano was there. Yes, yes, yes. Now we can have Dex versus Austin Theory. Dex versus Reigns. So much more. The Dex Express for life. Okay. <laughs> Um, Chris uh, said it seems like we finally have the beginnings of a story for Alexa with her trance-like state love she was wearing almost the exact same outfit she had when Bray first started to influence her when Nikki was the one noticing the changes not ask her uh, Bianca I have faith in Alexa uh, Bray a sorry try that again not ask her and Bianca no, 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 it's, the, it's, it's a new sentence oh right changes not ask her and Bianca I have faith in Alexa Bray a triple to do it I, I have faith in Alexa and Bray and for Triple H to do it right this time. Gotcha. Uh, the way she was staring also looked like she was looking at the championship. Perhaps she finds a way to win that title. She will not be winning the title, I no. can tell you that much. No. And outside of stuff she does in interviews, uh, she's the best actor. This could be a slow burn story like it was in the beginning with the P uh, Performance Center era before they got brought uh, to Raw and Vince reigned in because it was up until the draft that year and it was the best thing in the company. Mm. Alexa and Bray the next step for Alexa is to start using Sister Abigail we've had that kind of hint of, of, of these wider characters Uncle Howdy is the most prominent one at the moment but um, if we are going to go down that road putting a face to a name it would be just something, something different I think so many of these things have been the Bray Wyatt lore is so convoluted and so intense and the people who specifically love it are so intense with it that you almost want to um, do something fresh and uncle howdy at least for me feels a little bit fresh i, just, I cannot get past him looking like a mighty boosh character it's fine for me i didn't watch <laughs> mighty boosh that's that's why i'm all right with it. i didn't really watch it much either yeah. because I, I you know i was of the age that i was supposed to love the mighty boosh like when it was on yeah. tv but i was like no nah, basically your whole thing is just like well isn't that random like i've got a bit of pudding on the moon like and that's 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 the joke that doesn't do it for me <laughs> it doesn't do it for me i'm afraid yeah. um but i think noel fielding is a very nice man lovely man i saw i sold him a oyster card holder once at warstones did you really I did. I did yeah um homestar fan 13 says well it finally happened i caught covid kind of relieved the best of us kind of relieved about it though so i can just get out of the way anyway regards to rock roman do you think that means rock will win the rumble or will cody still win it and roman will wrestle both shows that is how I still don't know where we stand because I Cody you got a pitch yeah please hit me with that pitch uh Roman uh Sammy wins the rumble and Roman is like no kind of shut this thing down and they decide they agreed like we're just going to do it at elimination chamber kind of thing and then that's where you know I, there's some nonsense goes on shenanigans go down around there I think that Cody winning the... I almost got more sold on the idea of when Seth Rollins still had the championship, Cody coming back and going for the US title for a bit. So that Because if you give Cody the, the world title immediately, he's got nowhere else to go. I almost want him to come back, get that reclamation, put the US title around his waist, just like his dad. You know, I think it would mean a lot to him, and especially because Triple H is trying to build the US title up to be that big. Mm -hmm. Giving him the US title for a while yep. would be... Um, give him that WrestleMania moment. He wins the championship at WrestleMania, and then we can look forward in the calendar. Yeah. I don't know about The Rock winning the Royal Rumble. I don't know if The Rock would agree to that many dates. I don't know. I don't know. But then what do you do if you don't 
because the point the rumble yeah interesting it, it is i'll be curious to see how we get there or yeah. whether or not we do end up doing rock and Rome. i don't care I don't either, but it's also like I, I said this on the Survivor Series show. It's always worth remembering that WrestleMania is the celebrity show. It is, and it's in Hollywood. It's in Hollywood. It's the same with the the Saudi shows. Yeah, they are the big spectacle shows. Yeah, so you do the celebrities and the part timers and the guest appearances and so on. So like, if you're going to do Rock and Roman, like that feels like it is the best time to do it. But I think we all and really like, but at that point. It's not us that matter. Yeah. Like we as the viewers that are watching every week, the, we, the, yeah, we yeah. don't matter in in whether or not they do it or not. Because it's for the casual fans. It's for the, to try and get that $1 million buy rate that they got the last time The Rock yes. was on. Obviously they don't want to get up because it's now on a streaming thing. But like to get the big gate for WrestleMania, yeah. to get the big attendance. Like that, that two nights in a massive stadium. That's the people that actually matter when it yeah. comes to WrestleMania. We, we don't when it comes to WrestleMania plans. Mm. Yeah, I, I agree. I agree. Um, Gerald says the minor details are one of the better things of the Triple H era even excluding the bloodline little things like Rhea saving Dominic are just chef's kiss yeah I completely agree it's all, it's all those it sometimes doesn't really do it well on the bigger details but the minor details it's like at least at the very least you're paying attention and you know you're not going to get everything right but you're committed to it and I appreciate it um a Donator 800 says, Well, I understand that Rock and Roman is the money match. I can't help but disappointed when I hear that is the plan because that'll mean that Roman is holding both titles for another year and Raw not having a top champion for another year either. It doesn't mean for a full year because it's yeah. not like Roman has to hold on to the belts till WrestleMania next year. No. He could lose them in the summer. I think if he's facing Rock, he's not going to win because it would be so detrimental to have uh, Roman Roman's unbelievable reign be a transitional champion next who holds it for one month and doesn't come back yeah and I, I think he's i think he's if it's rock he's keeping it and i think yeah SummerSlam maybe or, or another show a big surprise they win. need to come up with a good way of getting the belts to separate the belts out. yes because at the moment they are they're a unified title yeah. he is not wwe and, and universal, universal champion. champion. He is the WWE undisputed but universal champion. They kept both belts. They have kept both belts in the same way they kept both belts when they unified the, uh, for the undisputed title. But they, with, the, with very the, soon, the, it was about four months later. They eventually they, moved them into yeah. one belt, and we haven't done that bit yet. And I think that's probably because they're still trying to think of a way to mm. just make it so that the belts can be split apart again. Yeah. I the the pitch that apparently there was for Clash of the Castle was that Austin Theory was going to cash in Money in the Bank, turn into a triple threat. But the contract would have stated it was only for ah, one of the titles. Shenanigans. So Drew would have won the WWE Championship and Roman would have remained the Universal Champion. Yeah. Like it is, it's nonsense garbage. But also, but also at least it would have... It's wrestling. It's wrestling and it probably would have worked. Yeah, I can see that working. Yeah. Uh, we have got some chats for the Professor Dan Layson. In fact, um, I'm just going to shout out Rob, who is our moderator holding the chats today, who is at the top of this, just said, I'm going to miss you, Dan. Thank you Thanks, for everything. Thanks, Rob. Uh, the Guilty Hat says, I wasn't going to chat today, but hearing this is Dan's last review, I just wanted to say that it's been an absolute delight, largely for being the only Miz fan at WrestleTalk. <laughs> But also for bringing a very positive energy to everything you do. Hope to see more of you. Thanks. Tenrosa, Dan the man, you better win Quizzlemania <laughs> and give that title a swell holder. The Bloodline are the most incredible thing in WWE right now. Nothing else can touch it. Are either of you going to Mania? Tempted to do both Wrestle Kingdom and WrestleMania. Also, the World Cup has been fun. Love you. I'm very Hollywood, so I have some friends in LA and I am quite tempted to try and, yeah. you know, but the tickets are quite hot at the moment and it's a very expensive place to go. I... So. 
it's, it's, I, I've got a job that is too busy around wrestling mm. coverage, so I cannot uh, go to WrestleMania. Yeah. Um, I could be the roving reporter. I would love running that. around Los Angeles. Uh, and I would love to go to Wrestle Kingdom, if only because I could just means I can go back to Japan, because yeah. I'd love to go back. Yeah. Uh, Tenra's also continues. Please don't go, Dan. These raw reviews have been gold. A new highlight of the week. Sad it's ending. Wouldn't mind if you stayed. Best laugh. I have about 100 laughs and they come out. <laughs> no one knows which one's going to come next. Uh, Tevian says, why does Dan have to leave? I absolutely loved having him on the Raw show. Pete's great, but I'm generally going to miss Dan. I'm not, like, dying. <laughs> I'll be around. Yeah, hey, Dan, you're on Quizzlemania somewhere. I right? am. Yeah, I'm excited. I'm, I'm revising. Oh, yeah? yeah. What, are you, what are you revising? Well, I don't know because I don't know what the questions are going to be. But, no. like, you know, I'll, I'm revising the www.wikipedia.com. Just hopefully I'll just off, off screen. Just, like, you know, yeah. cheat my way to the top like my hero the Miz. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I am hosting Quizzlemania tomorrow night if you want to tune in over on Parts Fun. Mm -hmm. uh, because Adam is competing. Well, that's the thing. Knowing Adam is competing, I ain't winning. So it's almost like I'm going to have some fun. Well, I'm I, aiming for, well, you know me and my being coming in third place. And well, Dan, oh, from Cinemania. From Cinemania, absolutely. Yeah. Well, I will tell you, Dan, I'm not going to be having a very wrestling trivia focused thing because I'm all about the fun of Quizzlemania. I see. Which is just like playing nonsense games. Yeah. So you might be all right. Who mate. knows? Who knows? Uh, WWE Mikey03 says, Hi, guys. I hope you're doing well. Just want to come here and say that KO and Sammy ended their friendship legitimately made me tear up. I'm so invested in the story. Also, going to miss you, Dan. Jam that jam. I miss you, Mikey. John Wick 1GM said, Am I the only one that feels like Bianca is turning into Super Cena? Also, do you guys feel the storyline between Bailey and Bianca would have been better if the title hot potatoed between the two of them then culminated at War Games? Possibly. Um, I don't the Super Cena thing I don't see so much I can see where it comes from but I think there's something about um, Cena always felt um, he always felt like it's this thing I said earlier on about Bianca not treating the opponents like they are a real threat it's almost like she, she's like I'm actually really great and that that's what makes it different to Super Cena um, for me I think the other difference I would say between Bianca and Super Cena is that the crowd like Bianca yes that, that one too yeah yeah yeah, yeah. because the, the crowd I mean I, I was part of it we did not like Super Cena no. No, so we would we would boo Super Cena always winning yeah. and Cena wins lol became the running joke of like oh my god this guy's awful and mm. he keeps bloody winning and there are people who are legitimately more over than him that should be getting this belt but they're not also Whereas, bianca, bianca has considerably more moves of doom i think that's a big part of it and yeah. but bianca is getting like these amazing baby face reactions yeah. from this crowd the crowd love bianca belair so i don't think she is super cena at the moment and she's, ultimately she's incredibly well protected to a to perhaps too much of a degree she does earn the victory but she well. does earn, she and she always wins looking impressive Convincing. and the crowd love it when she does win yeah so that is the difference, I would say. Uh, Nick here says, It's a shame Alexa Bliss is stealing Orange Cassidy's gimmick. Uh, there was no denim in that segment. It's always Alexa Bliss. Let alone she, double all denim. All she ever does is just steal other people's gimmicks. <laughs> uh, Darth Malga said, uh, The Street Profits are back. Uh, what happened to that Montez Ford heel turn? <laughs> the singles move. Come on, Trips. In all seriousness, super glad that they did nix those plans. Trips loves tag team wrestling. He I love does, tag team yeah. wrestling. Uh, I'm all about keeping... I don't, I don't want to see them split up. Neither I do I. Because we're... No. They're, they're a good tag team. Yep. I, I said it a lot when they were like doing the teasers. I was like, mm, I don't think I like this. Oh, no, 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 no. This is not the one for me. So thank you all so much for all of your amazing Ultra Chats. Uh, thank you so much for joining us here on the Raw Review and the Rest of the Podcast. We are back on Thursday with the AEW Dynamite Review, another packed show which features Brian Danielson versus Dax Harwood of all matches. So I am... Um, 
very much looking forward to that. Plus more Elite versus Death Triangle, which mm. I love. Yeah. Can't get enough of it. What is this? Is this two of seven? This is match three of three seven. Three of seven. And okay. the Elites are currently two nil down. Goodness. I know. It's very, very good. Well, as we saw in the World Cup, it ain't over till it's over. You, they could they could Cameroon that stuff. Touchdown. There, but, sure. <laughs> Once again, everyone, give a lot of love to the Professor Dan Layton, who has been a wonderful co-host here on the Rush Talk podcast. Love having you here, Dan. We will have you Thanks back very, me. very soon. Uh, have a great rest of your week until we see you again on Thursday, everyone. Please do check out this episode sponsor, Incogni. The first 100 people to use the promo code WT Podcast will get a discount at checkout. Thank you so much for watching. We will see you on Thursday. Take care, everyone. I have been Luke Cohen, D-A-D. That has been the Professor Dan Layton. Jam that jam. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com.